0: Thirty-two. Uh, 32. Part two of our interview with Dan Poppenmeyer and Swampy Marsh, and our special questions with Doctor Duke what? and Benjamin. Oh. This really gets awesome. I'll catch you on the flip side of the intro. She's like the future of webisodes and web
1: shows.
0: The interview. How did Phineas and Ferb get to have a worldwide premiere?
1: The executives at Disney decided they wanted to be, have a really big launch for this show because they were very excited about it, and they thought they could get a bigger, bigger audience if they uh, put it on all at one time. But it meant that we went on about six months later than we were originally planning on going on because they had to make all the different copies of the show translated in all, all the different languages because it's translated into like I think 17 different languages. Yeah.
2: And they have to find voice actors in all the different languages to do the parts of Candace and Phineas and Isabella. And and they have to cast all those people and re-record all the voices.
1: So it takes a lot of time. And they have to translate all those songs. So they have to try to translate something so that it also rhymes in another language. Who
0: does Candace's voice in Spanish? Phineas y Fer presentan la mejor montaña rusa. Ya abrimos. Mama!
1: I don't actually know the answer to that that, that that question. I've heard it, but I don't know who the actress is. I do know that the guy who does Duftenschmirtz sounds a lot like me. It's a little it, it was it's a little disconcerting.
2: The guy who does your voice in in Germany. Also sounds sounds like exactly like Dan, to the point where I, I, I think your wife had said...
1: She heard it and she said, did you, did, did you, they, you German- did you do that? And I was like, no, it's like, that sounds like you, you know, it's like... There's been
0: a couple yes. of the guys
2: who do the voice of monogram that I've been really impressed Sound on. Wow, yes. that does sound like me speaking a foreign language, yes. that's good.
0: Do you guys do the casting for your voices yourselves?
2: Well, we have a really great casting department that goes out and finds people that they think would be really good for our show and then brings them to us and then yeah we get to get involved in making the decisions of who we want sometimes we just think of people we really like to have do a voice people that we're fans of and, and we will call them or get in touch with them and ask them and most of the time they've said yes we've been really lucky that a lot of the people that we've really wanted to work with when we asked them, went okay
1: yep. and they'll, they'll play us voice samples from people sometimes and just say, say what do you think of this voice for this, uh, for this character but, uh, but they did a wonderful job even on the, the main characters in the pilot. Um, they, they're the ones that brought us Ashley Tisdale and Allison Stoner and Mitchell Musso, people who are big uh, Disney Channel stars that, uh, that, that I actually wasn't really aware of them until the, till, till we cast them. And then I found out from my nephews that they're huge stars on, on Disney Channel. And I was like, oh, well, that, that helps the show. I'm glad that we, we, we got them. So, uh, so we've ended up with, uh, with some really good people.
0: That's really cool. Exactly how many days of summer vacation do Phineas and Ferb have left?
1: We haven't actually done the the exact math on that, but we did start making a making a list because some episodes take place over two days, and some epi- episodes take place on the same day as another episode. Or we've sort of figured out, okay, well, well, this episode and this episode could have taken place on the same day, so we're trying to keep it to the to the 104 episodes. Uh, but uh, but we we haven't figured out exactly how much time they have left. But I, I'm sure they'll have enough time for say, for instance, a third season if we could get a third. Season
2: there will always be summer for Phineas and Ferb but, uh, I don't know if we'll ever really run out
0: so they never get to play in the snow no we actually have a winter
1: vacation episode coming up we're working on some
2: stuff right now so never say never
1: we should, uh, we're actually going to do a Christmas special episode of Phineas and Ferb and we're, we're doing a whole new theme song at the beginning but it's going to be the same music so there's two wondrous weeks of our Christmas vacation before New Year's and school comes to end it so the holiday problem for kids of all nations is finding yeah, a good way to spend, spend it. And then we do a whole different montage of them doing Christmassy things.
0: That's funny. The yeah.
1: One place you'll probably never see Phineas and Ferb is at school. Because we don't want to draw all those desks.
0: <laughs> Dan, you've been a writer on a bunch of different shows. Can you tell us about it?
1: My first real writing gig was uh, on uh, Rocker's Modern Life with Swampy. And then, uh, then I went ahead and did SpongeBob SquarePants. I, on I, was, I was on that for a while. And I did uh, some Looney Tunes shorts for, to, to play in front of movies, which have uh, yet to be seen, but I'm, I'm very happy with, uh, with that product. And then I was director on, uh, on Family Guy and uh, Hey Arnold and Cat Dog. Uh, over at Nickelodeon, I was at Nickelodeon for a long time.
0: One of the coolest characters on Venice and Verb* is Perry the Platypus. How would you come up with him?
1: Swampy and I wanted to do a show with some some, some action in it, and so we wanted to have this secondary plot with a with, that had a lot of uh, action adventure. We could put chases and stuff. And uh, and I think Swampy said, like, how, about, "How about a how about a platypus? Because we've never seen a platypus on anything."
2: Yeah, it was just an animal that had never really been used before. And we thought, how cool! Besides, it's a fun character. It's got a duck bill, it's got a beaver's tail, and it's furry. And nobody really knows that much about it. So we could make some, we could make stuff up, and nobody would know, you know, if it was true or not.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know really anything about platypuses. You
2: know what? My my mother-in-law, she thought we'd made it up.
0: I got a couple of questions I want to ask Stephen Is he available for comment? I suppose he is. What do you want to know? Who's Cooter? Perry the Platypus or Vanessa?
3: Well, you, you're asking me as a father. Vanessa, you know, she's my daughter, so I, I am a little, you know, gonna, gonna err on the side of, of,
0: of Vanessa for this one. But I, I think I might just say Perry the Platypus. Can you please give us some insight into the source of your anger management issues? Well, you see,
3: I, I had a very. Um, how, how should I put it? Stressful childhood. I had a lot of strange things, most of which seem very implausible and improbable. But, uh, but, uh, but you know, I was forced to be a lawn gnome for my father. My, my, uh, my parents didn't show up to my birth. There were, there were a lot of things that went wrong early on, and I think that they, they had, a, they had a, uh, an effect on my later behavior.
0: Do you like being sprayed by a skunk? I don't like that. It happens a lot. I, I don't know why. I, it, it, I don't know why he's picking on me. Specifically, I want to know what your precise issue is with Perry.
3: Well, you know, he's my nemesis. It's just this this uh, yin and yang thing we have going on. Uh, if I don't fight him, what am I doing? I'm You know, I'm sitting at home. I'm chopping lettuce. That's, that's not much fun with the chopping of the lettuce. But I have this nemesis that I can fight. And I can be doing evil, and he can be trying to stop me. It just helps pass the time. How did you ever
0: mistake Perry for Candace?
4: Well, you know, I've got a very difficult job. Lots of agents to take care of, and well, Perry the Platypus is an incredible master of disguise, uh, many of his skills are uh, so far above the other agents that uh, you just never know. Uh, always, uh, always better to be, uh, to be prepared for whatever Perry can throw at you, because, uh, oh, ha-cha, he's good.
0: <laughs> How many agents are there?
4: Oh, great googly-muggly. I haven't even counted. There's certainly a lot. Carl is the one who usually keeps track of the numbers of those things. I don't really know. I'm more of a figurehead.
0: Is it true that you turned down Expector graduate for a job?
4: Well, we probably did. I I don't think he's an animal. All of our agents are, are animals. I'm not sure why, but just ended up that way. So if he's not an animal, we certainly wouldn't consider him for agent status.
0: Who's the most dastardly? Dick Dastardly, Robbie Rotten, or Dr. Doof?
4: That's hard to tell.
0: Well, you know, Dick Dastardly
1: does have the advantage of having the word dastardly in his name. So I think he gets a little bit of the edge there.
2: The other problem is Doofenshmirtz is uh, an incredibly uh, gifted evil scientist. He just has really poor planning skills. So at the end of the day, uh, quite often, Doofenshmirtz defeats himself. I said on
3: my own (laughs) petard.
2: So it's, it's... it's kind of hard to give him the full dastardly, you know, the top dastardly position, because
3: uh, he said
2: he, he, tends to, he tends to fall down right at the end.
3: He doesn't usually get things right, so, you know, the, the, he has evil intentions, but you, nothing really happens
0: from it. He's always thwarted at the last moment.
4: Vigil, because you never know, he just might succeed one day.
0: We haven't talked about any superhero cartoons. Is there any that really stand out to you guys?
2: Swampy. Oh, I'm a Spider-Man fan. I love Spider-Man. I grew up with Spider-Man. I read the comics. I learned to draw by drawing a lot of Spider-Man because I really liked Spider-Man comics. So spider man my
0: fan. My dad has a video game and the movies.
2: He's very cool. I love all the Spider-Man stuff. Your dad
1: has good taste in superheroes. I liked, uh, the cartoons-wise. I liked the early uh, Max Flesher uh, Superman cartoons that were done, I, I don't know fifties or sixties, something like that. And, uh, and they just had this, this really great, uh, animation style. So I, so I like that, but I'm also a big Spider-Man fan. He's still my favorite.
0: Who's cuter, Isabella or Candace?
1: Well, Isabella is named after my daughter, so I'm going to have to say Isabella. Isabella's
2: definitely cuter. Unless you ask Jeremy, I think Jeremy would say Candace is cuter, but we're going to go with Isabella.
0: Who's cooler Phineas or Ferb?: ooh,
1: that's a, that's a real toss-up, but uh, but I tend to go with the whole Steve McQueen aspect of cool is, is if you talk less you're cooler, so I think probably Ferb is cooler and uh, and Phineas is just sort of the leader guy.
2: Yeah Phineas is, a, is the fun guy and, and and the talkative guy, and certainly cool to, to be around. but as far as cool,
1: you
2: got to go with Ferb.
0: I'd say the same thing. <laughs> Do you have any future projects planned that we can know about?
1: We don't have anything set in stone yet, but Swampy and I are always trying to come up with other stuff to do so that we can continue to work together after this.
2: Yeah, uh, we've got a lot of things that we're working on, but uh, we're spending a lot of our spare time right now making Phineas and Ferb. So as long as we're this busy, we probably won't have time to do something new. But when we're done with Phineas and Ferb,
1: there'll be something else.
0: Do you guys have any advice for kids to look into getting into animation? Uh,
1: yeah, just draw. Draw as much as you can and draw as many different ways as you, as you can. Uh, I used to draw very detailed, realistic drawings and, uh, and then I started doing cartooning uh, and, it, and it opened up a whole new avenue of creativity for, uh, for me. So just practice drawing and, uh, and practice f- telling funny stories. There's all kinds of
2: jobs in animation. Not just drawing. There's also people who write, and people who do the timing, and people who paint, and people who do the voice records. There's all kind of different things you can do. The main thing is, is if this is what you want to do, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't make a living doing it. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you'll never get anywhere drawing funny little pictures, because we're, we're living proof that you can. If it's what you like to do, just keep doing it.
0: I saw your ping pong table. Who usually wins?
2: Dan. I'm is I'm the, the ping best pong ping pong player on the crew. Ooh, by nice. a long shot.
1: I I think I'm the best ping pong player in all of the crews. Yes. There's uh, there's one guy with, who with a, all mo- modesty aside.
2: There's one guy who occasionally beats him. That's a guy named Mike Diedrich, who's one of our writers and storyboard artists. He's pretty good, but without a doubt, Dan's the best.
1: Yeah. There's few things I do better than play ping pong.
2: I've beaten him once, but I had to poke his eye out. <laughs> and i was playing left-handed yeah then i be.
1: <laughs> thank you so much for coming down and talking to us
2: piper it's a pleasure to meet you thank you, you for coming and
0: talking to us please come back thank you for talking to me dan and swampy spent so much time with us it was so cool on top of that dan gave us an amazing look at the studio and some insight into the origins of phineas and ferb there's so much stuff to cover we're finding that we have a ton of extra footage from the whole trip We're trying. To it out to you guys as fast as we can, but we do need your input. We've gotten a few suggestions. One says that we should make a Piper goes Hollywood DVD, that would be awesome. So, what do you think? Email us teampiper at pipersfix.tv. Thanks so much for watching. Until next time, watch Phineas and Ferb. Let me put my suit back on. Okay.
3: Uh oh, a war- wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> So oh, I, I was on.
1: Uh, I was at a restaurant where they had the butcher paper down. You could, and they give you a little can of crayons to wait for. for wait for your food. And I drew these. I, I drew this guy, and then that guy and that guy. And I was like, Ooh, I really like this triangle-headed thing. I think, and I and I liked it so much. I actually tore it out, and brought it home. And I told my wife, I think this is the show I'm going to sell someday.
3: We love pipers picks.